So we discussed last week the concept of, we began discussing the concept of kol hamarech b'tfilaso, right? Elongating in your prayer, davening longer. Uh, so on the one hand, that's a great thing. The person's tefillah will not come back empty-handed. It means it's going to be effective. It's a power. It's a powerful tefillah. So the Gemara has a contradiction. That on the other hand, the same Rabbi Yochanan, who told us that first statement, also told us that someone who elongates in his tefillah and is me'ayin ba and looks into it, which we'll discuss what that means exactly. In the end, he's going to come to heartache. And the Gemara resolves it. This is not difficult. This is where he elongates and looks into it. And this is where he elongates and does not look into it. Now, the truth is, it's a little bit hard to understand what was the premise, what was the assumption that the Gemara came in with. We assumed that elongating in your prayer somehow brings along with it looking into it. That's why we equate it. Otherwise, I have an obvious difference. He said, here you elongate. He said, elongate and look into. So if you think there's a problem, well, notice there's one word over here that doesn't exist over here. Make it dependent on that. So it must be that initially we understood that elongating in your, your tefillah means looking into it. In one place, he spoke it out a bit more at length, no pun intended. Uh, and in one place, he said it shorter just to elongate without adding the how you elongate by looking into it. So now all of a sudden, in the answer is no. There is a possibility of elongating, elongating your tefillah without looking into it. So there's elongating with looking in and elongating without looking in. We already have a definition for looking in. We don't have a definition for anything. Mm-hmm. Not the elongating, not the looking in. This is right now we're just looking at it very technically, and then afterwards hopefully we'll... We will understand it. Okay, so in order to understand this, the Maral brings another Gemara, also in Brachas, but about 22 daf later. The Gemara says a similar thing. Um, there's three things that elongate a person's life. And one of them is elongating in your tefillah. And that the Gemara has the kasha. You're telling me that elongating your tefillah is a good thing. But Rabbi Yochanan said that elongating and looking into your tefillah, in the end you're going to come to a heartache. And there the Gemara says uh, a distinction. This is where he elongates and looks into it. And this is where he elongates and he doesn't look into it. And how does she do that? The mafish birachem. That he increases, he does more of beseeching divine mercy. 
asking for mercy, asking for Hashem to be compassionate. So in other words, now we see there's two ways to elongate in your tefillah. And initially we didn't understand that we had this other possibility of elongating in your tefillah by increasing in beseeching mercy. And therefore we thought, oh, well, the only way I could possibly elongate would be to be ma'ayim, to look into it. So that was the kasha. Answer is there's a different way of doing it, which is by increasing in requesting mercy. And so obviously it's going to be very important to understand the distinction. You have two people, and they both daven a long Shmon Esrei. And one of them, after the long Shmon Esrei, it's a wonderful thing. His tefillah is not coming back empty-handed. His life is going to be elongated. Really good things. The other person is in the end going to come to heartache. So what's the distinction between the two? David, what do you think? <laughs> no problem. Uh, so the uh, Rashi says an answer that the Maral is not going to be thrilled with, but it's worthwhile saying it. So Rashi says... Um, the me'ayin, looking into your tefillah, that means that when a person is davening, or you have to, he's done davening, he says to himself, that was a good one. I nailed that one. It was with kavana, it was genuine, I really turned to Hashem, that was gold, solid gold. I'm gonna, What? Look, he's not taking credit for it. It was Shadad Shmaya, whatever. Make it not Bagai. Yeah? But that was a great feeling. That's for sure going to get answered. Okay? I mean, if you feel like you had a great fila, does you don't necessarily have to feel that it is going to get answered. Just so like, okay, I feel good, like it was a good fila. And, and there, like, why does it have to go into the... Because it was good, it's going to be answered. Good is good. Okay. So you're asking Akash and Rashi. Okay. Fair, fair. No, you're allowed to do that. We just first, let's just first understand what Rashi is saying. And then the moral will also ask kashas on Rashi, okay? So, so Rashi says, is, is saying that that's what the me'ayin means, is that you walk away with expectations. In other words, you, have a, you can have a lengthy tefillah, you did a real good job, but you, but you left without expectations, or you left with expectations. And the expectations, we're saying, is not good. Not good. And that's what and and that's what the 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 Gemara, the second Gemara that we quoted says that you you elongate in your tefillah by adding uh, beseeching Hashem to have compassion and mercy on you because by doing that 
you're pretty much acknowledging that you're not someone who is deserving of getting anything. I think this point we touched on last week, that if I come to you and I say, hey, you know, give me this thing, you know, I think uh, maybe I used the example of my children asking for things, and here, and sometimes people say, oh, he wants the magic word, right? So, and, and uh, that was two weeks ago? Yeah, oh. last week you talked about two weeks Oh, okay. So I, that's what I meant. Last time that we learned this. Um, so, so uh, you know, that's not really called asking. Even if you say the magic word, it means there's, there's a way you can get it. You press the button and you get it, right? So, no, it's, if you have to be mafish, berachim, you have to increase in beseeching mercy, it means... You're aware that you're not deserving of this. So if you're aware that you're not deserving of this, you're not going to walk away with expectations. Even if you really, you know, made a very heart-wrenching, appealing case. But, but, but a lot of that was, I know I've gone wrong in this regard, and I haven't done this, and, and you've anywhere already done so much for me. But still, nonetheless, there's this difficult situation I'm in. right? So then, the person's not going to walk away with expectations because you're... Fully aware that you're not, you're undeserving. But if a person just asks a lot, give me, give me, give me, I really need this. It's terrible without having this, etc. But never says, you know, even though I'm not, I'm undeserving. Never does that other half of it. Then you could walk away with expectations that Hashem is going to answer him. Okay, that's Rashi's shot. You have a question, Rashi? Well, uh, my question was like, I, I think that's answered. I think, right, exactly. In other words, your question was, yes, you could do it the other way, which is the good, correct way of doing it. And that will be accomplished by being mafish brachim, by, by uh, saying more uh, appeals for mercy, that will help a person realize that he's not of anything. Okay. That's right. Now, the morale doesn't like this explanation. Because he says, why, according to this, that really, you, know, you could dive into Hashem for a long time, and then you could walk away with expectations, you could walk without expectations. So why would we assume that there's a contradiction between the two statements? Oh, wait, you said diving for a long time. So it's a contradiction to the other thing. Well, one says you mean ma'ayin, which means expectations. And they will never said that. So you can dive for a long time, that's a good thing. Dive for a long time with expectations, a bad thing. I mean, it's not rocket science. They see that those two are very different. So... Um, And then also, technically, even without beseeching Hashem's mercy, you could still walk away without having expectations. If a person is a very humble person, he doesn't think he's deserving of anything from Hashem, he doesn't have any claims that he's making, so 
he, he the whole time he's requesting, he might still end up not expecting. So it's not really uh, 100% locked in. It depends on whether you are or not being mafish barachami. The the dal the prefix, the hey dal is hahud which is a quote from the from the Gemara itself. I'm sorry. What is considered prolonging davening? Is it like Um. Not aware of a clear, clear way to cut it off. Seemingly, it'll be proportionate. In other words, to the extent that you elongate, is the extent to which either there'll be more of the good or more of the negative. I'm sorry. No, 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 just whatever you're elongating, if you, if you increase the length of your tefillah by 30%, then these desired effects will happen by a certain ratio, whatever that may be, right? It'll be more. If you elongate even more, then these effects will happen even more. Okay, so therefore the morale says, a big sold. And I think it's extremely relevant to our day and age. Um, we are all indoctrinated with um, Eastern meditation. People have heard about it and, uh, you know, the power that it carries and all that type of stuff. Now, uh, and and uh, some people try to apply it, those types of principles, to tefillah, to prayer, where you one would elongate in either the pronunciation of a word for a long time, say one word for a long time, hold a note for a long time, while meditating on that thought or pause, make long pauses between the words while again meditating on those ideas. What? Well, we see there's not easy, we see something that Gemara already addresses, but I think that I mean, meditation definitely has the concept of you take one thought and you spend you know, five minutes on a very one simple, you know, don't let your mind move around, just take one thought. You know, your desire for Mashiach and just sit there and just say Samach, right, really slowly for a really long time. 
pause, long pause before, long pause after. That you really dive into that word, you really dive into that idea, and you're there. Okay, sounds great. Does it sound like a good idea? Why not? Why not? Uh, you, I mean, you are really thinking in, in, instead of just like uh, reading it uh, by a rote, uh, you're actually thinking about what you're saying and while you're, while you're saying it. No, th- okay, that's different. Hold on a second. You want to point out the difference? Thinking about what you're saying, I mean, being meticulous and saying one word at a time, seeing the word, thinking about the word, saying the word, that's just called good davening. We're talking about something. We're talking about something else. Where, where you, you know, it doesn't take you um, five minutes to say a word with kavanah. We're talking about where you are meditating on this word, where you're diving in to this word. Okay, suppose like I'm saying Shema, so like Shema Israel, like and I pause, like in my head I have, I put together an image of like. What do I mean when I say Israel? That's like, okay. The yeah. People in the room is of the Dynasty. Yeah, right, so, so you, you, you can, can use... kind of gather together like what you... So again, if, if, if you're just words. thinking about what those words mean, that's one thing. But if you're, but if you're med- meditating on that idea, that's something else. Now, Shema may be different. We're talking about in the Shmonesri. Like, you know, when you feel it means the Shmonesri, when you're talking to Hashem. Sorry? It's self-service. You're not serving yourself. You're serving yourself. By dragging it out. Well, you're, you're asking you're asking for this you're, thing? But you're turning it in more towards yourself. Ben, see, that was a golden... That's a... That's like... That's 10 points extra credit. Okay, that was... Well, that was I did find that... What, what? Sign that I did a big study and that meditation actually increases anxiety. No way. Yeah. Wow. Can you can you send that thing? Please, because this will be literally. Wow. So interesting. So we'll see what the morale will say, and you might discover that he could have saved everyone hundreds of millions of dollars and how, who knows how many years of it. But he says that's the pshat of marich who me'ayin betfila. Me'ayin is you're literally looking into the words that you're saying. Like introspecting into the words. Meditating on those words. Not a good thing. It'll bring a person to heartache. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's not because I was saying something much worse than that. It'll bring a person to heartache. That's. Uh, 
and the, according to the Gemara in in, uh, in Brachas Daf Nun Dalad Amud Beis, it's Mazkir Lo Avonos of Shaladam. It, it arouses a divine judgment that a person's transgressions are going to be remembered to him by doing this. So two, not just wasting your time, but two very significantly negative things. Now let's just try to understand why that is, because seemingly, what? It doesn't seem like such a bad thing. Is part of the issue also that the, the conversational piece? What, what conversational that piece? If I was having a conversation with somebody, I wouldn't sit and pause. Is that, is that yeah, that, that's what Benzie's saying. Benzie's saying you're taking your focus off of the one that you, In other words, there's always three things. There, there's three parts to a conversation. There's me, there's you, and there's the topic that we're talking about. Right? And I think what Benzie's saying is that uh, if while you and I are speaking, you just do like a deep dive into uh, vacation, vacation, uh, winter break, Florida, right? That's a different issue. That, that, that idea of a person that's walking through the shop and does that and he gets hit on the, on the chest. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about you're, you're asking for this thing. Oh, yes. But that, that is you're, you're asking for this thing. But, 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 but you're like diving into the thing and losing sight of the one from whom you are asking the thing from. But doesn't that also trigger the emotion about the thing? Yes, the about the thing. About Yes, you're super hyper focused on the thing. I want the thing. Oh, I want this thing so badly. I can't live without this thing. I'm yearning for it. But 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 meantime, but meantime, you disconnected from the one that you're talking to. Right. 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 But but but, but Boris point. Even if even that's what we're talking about. Me. I'm currently asking you. Let's say you're my boss, right? You're my boss, and I'm coming to you. I'm asking for a vacation. I'd like to go on vacation. But if I start, if I drift off into how badly I need the vacation, and then (laughs) right. So 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 meantime. You're not addressing me, you're not, you're the, or the boss. Yeah, you're not addressing the boss, right? That's so. That is, that's a legitimate. In other words, uh, a person can get focused on the thing that he wants and lose sight of ultimately. I want to remind you, a boy side. What is it that the morale defined? In what way is coming in front of Hashem and requesting from Him things that we need? In what way is that an equivalent of bringing carbons? In what way is that called an avoda, service? How are we serving Hashem by asking from Him things that we need or want? Anybody remember back in Perak Aleph and Base? Exactly. Hashem is the one that has all these things. In other words, it's a way to relate to Hashem. It's a way to turn to Hashem. The thing is, is, is a way to recognize that Hashem is the one that has everything. 
So again, if you get carried away in the in the object, even if it's a noble cause, but you're not you're not relating to the king. You're not you're not relating to the one who you're turning to. When they give out those things, or when we davening, I then start thinking about Hashem doing those things in the past. You're still not talking to Hashem. But for that sequence, realizing that He is the one to do it, that is then getting me... Again, if you'd like to, before you start davening, sit down and meditate, like what, what Alex was saying about um, you know, in the Shema or whatever, yeah, you, you want to sit meditate before you come to the king and you want to contemplate how everything that the Jewish people have ever needed, it always came from Hashem, and you know, you do whatever you want to do, no, no problem, that's, that's fine, right? Uh, you can do whatever you want, but when you're all made Lifnaya Melech and you're staying in front of the king, that is a interaction with the king. It's not between you and your desires. It's using the desires as a, as a way of connecting, actually, of connecting to Hashem. And here there's actually a disconnect. No, 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 we're going to see that you can make lots of requests. Totally fine to make tons of requests. Tons. No, no. You can, uh, maybe you could put them into, technically you could put them into every bracha even. That's not the point. The point is, we're going to, the point is, are you being marich by being ma'ayin? Or are you being marich by being mafish barachami? By, by, appealing to Hashem more for those things. And again, the way the Bensi explained it is it's perfect. Is that if, if it's more requests, more appeals, more um, acknowledgement of our, of our undeserving status of it, but Hashem's mercy is so great and He's so kind, etc., etc., then it's still you're still keeping the focus on Hashem. You're still keeping the focus on the one to whom you are making the appeal, as opposed to focusing on the appeal. Um, so that's so that's what the so that's what the moral is saying is that if you introspect into those things. You elongate in your tefillah means you take the standard tefillah and you elongate it. You don't add anything. You just make the same tefillah, last three times as long, five times as long. Then really, necessarily, you're diving into those concepts. So that was the kasha of the Gemara. You're being marich, so of course you're being ma'ayin. Lays brera. Remember what the kasha was that the Maral asked on Rashi. Rashi said, Me'ayin means you're expecting. So listen, expecting, I mean, the, 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 the language of the Gemara itself told you the difference. But otherwise we thought, no, Marich means that you elongate the prayer. You, say, you take the same prayer, you elongate it, you stretch it out. 
So then, of course you'd be mine. There's no other choice. You have no choice. Because you are, the way you're elongating it is by thinking, by thinking about that particular word, which is making actually a disconnect between uh, you and Hashem, first of all. And second of all, Um, there's two parts to that feel. Of course, to a certain extent, we have to feel that we need these things that we're asking from Hashem. But more importantly, we want to feel the awe and the connection to the king who has those things. Whereas, if we're me'ayin into those things, we build up, and I think maybe this is what Bensi means, that the meditation actually increases people's anxiety. Because when you meditate on a certain thing, again, assuming, let's say, you're, let's, let's say what the moral is saying, that you're meditating on something that you want. You're meditating on, 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 a, on a goal, on a vision, on an idea that you want. So by meditating on it, the tefillah on that thing, on the kavana on that thing, is building up more and more and more and more and more and more their desire for this thing which will eventually bring a person to heartache. Heartache is when your heart really badly desires something and doesn't get it. In other words, we have to, we have to again refocus ourselves. The desire that we have for the things that we're asking is really there in order to connect to the one who gives it. We're not connecting to Hashem in order to fulfill our desires. We have desires in order to connect to Hashem who can fulfill them. What? Isn't that in the form of Avodah is like we define we defined it back there. Avodah is serving for the for serving God with a little G for the sake of getting, which is why it's called Avodah foreign because it's not really Avodah. It's the opposite of Avodah means I'm serving you. Here, it's, I'm not serving you. I'm really serving myself. It's self-serving. I'm trying, I'm, it's self-serving. I'm trying to get something. I'm trying to get this thing. So I'll turn to the God with a little G in order to get it. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Okay. Um, so again, so um, whereas if a person is going to be marich through saying how merciful Hashem is and how <laughs> wonderful He is and how He's always taking care of the Jewish people and and how. Um, we're so grateful to him for all that. Then, on the contrary, then that's that's a that's a really good thing. Okay. <clears throat> that was a not a small concept to learn.
All right, so now on to next part. No, um, a similar type of a thing. The Gemara Shalom says uh, three things cause a person that his sins are are remembered. In other words, that person is going to be brought to judgment and his actions are going to be examined carefully um, to see if maybe he has any uh, misdemeanors that need to be brought to, to light. So first of all is walking next to a uh, rickety wall. The walls back then were built often not well, they could collapse on a person. So walking by a rickety wall was a form of uh, endangering yourself, exposing yourself to danger. Uh, additionally, even feel like we've been discussing until now. And finally, arousing divine judgment regarding another person. I mean, asking Hashem, Hashem, please judge that other Jew for everything he's done. Now, all three of those have an aspect of relying on one's own righteousness. In other words, you're saying, I'm such a big tzaddik that I can walk next to a rickety wall and I don't have to worry this will collapse on me. Hashem will take care of me. Hashem will protect me. So Hashem says, oh yeah, you think you're such a big tzaddik? Okay, let's take a look. Let's take a look if you're if, you, if you're really if you're really such a big tzaddik if you're really uh, on the, such a level. Next, um, being ma'ayin and fila. So you're saying basically two different ways you can say it. One, if being ma'ayin and fila, you're saying. Like she said, yeah, I'm deserving of this, or, or, uh, so, so, oh, you're deserving of it. So, so let's see if you're such a big tzaddik that you're deserving of it, or like the morale said, that you're looking so deep into this and how much you want it, how badly you want it, how much you need it. So, if you're looking so deeply into this, so Hashem will look deeply into your actions and see if you're deserving of that. That's what the morale says. And then finally, arousing judgment for someone else. You're arousing judgment for this person. Well, are you yourself so perfect that, you know, if judgment were to be brought against you, that that would not be a problem? I think that these three correspond to... Ben Adam le... Right? So, Beinam uh, Atzmo is, you know, you, you person is so confident in himself, he's walking by a dangerous wall that could collapse. So, uh, that's between you and, and yourself. Next is arousing divine judgment against somebody else that's been Lachavero. And finally is when you dive into Hashem 
looking so deep into the things that you're asking from Hashem, so then that's, Hashem will look deeply into you. Okay. It's in this Gemara here. Okay. So. Okay. So maybe the Mar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna bring that. Um, what do you mean? In other words, you're saying that you need this so badly. So Hashem says, okay, let me see who you are so so deeply. It means, again, it's similar to the point where if you're asking for it so much, you kind of are almost making a claim to Hashem that you really should get it. By looking so much into it, you arouse a yearning how badly I want, how badly I need this thing, how badly I want this thing. We didn't, we didn't say not to ask for more things, but you do it by being mafish barach, and not by looking into the things that you're asking for. Okay. Um, one final Maimar uh, Chazal that I want to get through because then we're going to get to a very natural stopping pl- uh, place. Uh, and that is the Gemara in Brachas. That a person's prayer, and this is a new new topic. We've been talking about so far how you stand in tefillah, feet, hands, eyes downwards, heart upwards, how long you take with it, how you know how you, how you elongate in your tefillah. Finally, is is where so says the Gemara, ain't nishmas ela A person's prayer is heard, especially in a beisaknesus, in a house of gathering. And the Maral explains why is it dafka beisaknesus, because a beisaknesus where, where the Jewish people come together. We come together in the beisaknesus. So come together, the rabbim. With the not just you and not me, it's a place where the Jewish people meet Hashem. That's a very high madrega. Hashem always wants to hear from the Jewish people. He may not want to hear from me. He may not want to hear from you. From Klausel, Hashem always wants to hear from Klausel. So a basic necessity is that perfect place. Now, where do we learn this? We learn from a pasuk. Lushmoa el harina velatfila. That Hashem listens in a place where Hashem listens to the song and to prayer. So Hashem will listen to your prayer in the place where He listens to songs. And where is the song? In the basic Nessus. Because the Moral explains that since the basic Nessus, many people are coming together. It's not just an individual place. And by the way, this would be a wonderful maramakam for the concept of tefillah b'tzibur. Or I should say tefillah shel tzibur. Um, 
And I get this question a lot. People say, what's the point of the repetition of the Shemonestri? Right? I say my own prayer. I get that. It's good. I dive into Hashem. I'm talking to Hashem. He's listening to me. I'm in His presence. But then there's this whole wasted time thing. And everyone knows, of course, somehow, everyone. People that don't know any of my markers out, but they all know this one. That, that it was established, the, the repetition of the was established, because since, once upon a time, not everyone used to know the tefillah. So in case somebody wouldn't know, so you could listen to the tefillah of the Shlit Tzibur, and you say, Amen, be also with that. Somehow they always know that one. So, so the Golan explains, you're making a big mistake. Just like by carbonus, there's a carbon of a yachid, and there's a carbon of tzibur, individual sacrifices that are brought, and there's the national sacrifices, the sacrifice of the of the congregation of the Jewish people that's brought. So too, in tefillah, we have to bring private prayer and communal prayer, and that's this concept. Look at the listen to the pasuk, l'shmoa el harina velatfila. Hashem listens to two things. Rina. Rina is what? When the Shlit Tzibur, in order to be heard by everyone, sings loudly. So that's called a song. That's the communal one. And the Tefillah, which is your own private one. It was the, the, the Davin that happens in the basic Nessus is two different types. There's the Rina and there's the Tefillah. And both are necessary because one is a carbon Shal Yachid and one is a carbon Shal Hatzibur. Make sure to listen to the Shlit Tzibur and say Amen. We said Hashem is listening. That's what it means.